Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thanks so much for tuning in right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. We thought we'd give you on today's special episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos a taste of what we do here at the Pop Culture Cosmos when it comes to tabletop RPG action. We always talk about it on each and every episode. Belinda always talks about it. She brings on her husband, Robbie Ross, and he always talks about it. I always advertise it for the crew. I thought we would go ahead and give you a taste of some of the great RPG action that comes your way each and every week from our friends of the Pop Culture Cosmos and also that you can find from time to time at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook as well. So today's show is dedicated to tabletop RPG action. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce our first tabletop RPG that you can get a taste of right now on the Pop Culture Cosmos YouTube channel. It is the initial episode of Vason. Thanks to our friends from Freely Publishing, because if it weren't for them, you wouldn't be getting a hold of some of this great action from Vason. Okay, so hi, Pop Culture Cosmos. Uh, I'm Melinda Barkhouse Ross, one of the co-hosts for the uh, Pop Culture Cosmos Multiverse. And uh, as you know, uh, Gerald and I have been talking for a while about this generous gift that Free League Publishing has given to us. They've given us 12 games uh, to sit down at a table and uh, have a bit of fun with. And we did start uh, Lord of the Rings a while ago. We are going to get back to that uh, at some point. It's just scheduling has proven to be a little bit trickier than we expected at first. But today we are going to delve into the world of Vaisin. And I hear people talk and say it a lot of different ways. Um, Vaisin, Vaisin. There's a bunch of them. Uh, we're just going to go with Vaisin. Vaisin. Yeah. For because Free League is from the Nordic countries. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. want to say Switzerland, but it could be Finland, and I don't want to insult either. So Scandinavia over that way. I mean, up there ways. Yeah. At least it's not <laughs> that's an... Well, it could be. It could be. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Anyway, uh, it's a Nordic horror role playing game. Uh, it runs uh, on a D6 system. And we're going to go through character creation today. And it's going to be painstaking character creation because. Uh, this game is a perfect game to, I think, get some really great uh, role play out of your table. And if you have a table um, that you know relies on, you know, combat and stuff like that to get through a session, and you want to kind of start to evoke and spark um, a little bit more creativity when it comes to role play at your table, picking up one of these games might help you with that. They're they're. Um, pretty easy to run on the surface and you know if like everything else you can drill down and get into as many rolls and make it as crunchy as you want to yeah. so the version that we're going to run is going to be pretty clean it's going to be pretty simple because um, that's how I like it <laughs> I, I, I don't like complicated games oh absolutely um, but it, what I like so far about I don't know if they're all I haven't seen I've not checked out all 12 games but Forbidden Lands is very similar with yeah. both the combat system and that it's player driven yeah. Which is kind of a cool break from your traditional Dungeons & Dragons, which is going to be a really DM-heavy, you know, notebook, modules kind of thing. It, it really puts a lot more into the hands of the players, yeah. which I think is sometimes you need that, you know? Absolutely. Especially if you have a DM that's like, I don't want to do six hours of right. prep. <laughs> right, so, yeah. I think, I think uh, for Bitter Lances, you need like 15 to 30 minutes of prep time. That's it. And then let yeah. the characters run. Yeah, and Honestly, 
Yeah, I think I think it's really fun. I don't know the name of the one I was looking at. Um, Into the Loop, Tales yeah. from the Loop. Tail, yeah, Tales from the Loop. Yes, yes, yes that is one. Yeah, yeah I, I like that one. And uh, that one is set in the uh, 1980s. Uh, character deaths are very difficult in that game, which is interesting and different than Forbidden Lands, right? It's kind of easy in Forbidden Lands. Uh, yes and no. It's easy to become incapacitated. It is harder to die. Uh, okay. So it really, I think what it wants to do is show you that uh, you will be punished for being having too much hubris, but it will not outright kill, kill you. Sure. Sometimes. It could. It could. Right. Now, Tales from the Loop actually comes right out and says, you won't die. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Lord of the great. Rings has the same kind of feel to it. You're a hero... Baltimore is the weird <laughs> yeah no it's it's all good stuff so um, we are taking on uh, Basin today and we're just going to do some character creation stuff and go over a little bit of uh, what we can expect to uh, face when we uh, come back to the table next Sunday and actually start to get into the game and, and roll some dice and stuff so um, first I think we should probably go around the table and introduce our players I feel like we haven't done that in a really long time um if you're familiar with us from Vampires and Vitae or Wizards and Wine, we kind of set it up and then we just go. Um, we might as well start from zero today. So I'm going to start here with Roger. Roger, uh, just introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. And uh, just give me like an idea of like your top two favorite um, archetypes that you're looking at for Basin. I already picked it. Oh, you've already picked it. Okay. I've got the top portion already filled out. Uh, I told you that'd take me long. Um, so yeah, I've been playing RPGs. Started with Dungeons and Dragons back in 1980. Because you got the ancient one. 1981, 1982, something like that. Mm -hmm. It was, it was the original one that was just scribbled on stones. Do not receive text stuff. to me. I was there when they were written. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, I've played a lot of different uh, RPGs over the over the years and played more in the last three years than I did almost through all of my teenage years. Right, it's wild, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. But, uh, yeah, really enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to running my own one of these at some point. For sure. Um, what archetype, sorry? I'm going with Occultist. Hello, I am Sean. I've been doing this for like a week now. <laughs> untrue. Untrue. Like day three. I'm like a year, you, I'm man. I'm still the new guy. It doesn't matter. Bro, you <laughs> built some really cool characters. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I'm still new to this. I, I do, I, I like the differences between the, the, the games that we've played so far. So this is nice that this is going to be similar to that. Is There's going to be a change. And I'm, I'm just curious to see how it works. Uh, I'm looking at being a doctor. Nice. Because doctors are cool. And so are bow ties. Fezes. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, Robbie. Um, I've had the luxury of having all but Sean run a game for me here at this table. Oh, that's right. Uh, wow, yeah. So, yeah. Sean, you're up. Yeah. Yep. Did you want to trade? Real thing. Now, or? Well, when you said that this kind of run itself, I was like, what? really? No. <laughs> no, truly, this seems like a freely yeah. seems to be really forgiving, and when it comes to getting new players into the seat, as opposed to having giant manuals you know yeah there's not you don't need to carry three books with you to run this game yeah uh, that's some of the enjoyment i think for this i think the archetype and the voice and the actual character itself will carry the game which i 
find very interesting and uh, engaging. The luxury I think I have at this table is that I just adore and love everyone at this table. And I think that we can do some really cool stuff with it. Because uh, if that's the meat and potatoes of working out the ideas in between everybody, I think that is going to be very interesting and super useful for other things I'm going to use in the future. Uh, I am playing a tramp. Uh, hobo vagabond, vagabond is what they call it in the game not oh, a tramp for the record tra- <laughs> 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 somebody say- really just went we got tramps I mean he's no. going to be one of those yeah. Tory yeah. whores yeah. <laughs> I'm an officer I'm a lieutenant yeah. private uh, that's yeah. great I'll be a nurse yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello <laughs> okay so let's start and kind of dig into uh some of these archetypes uh, i'm writing tramp at the top of my thing <laughs> you're gonna forget what you are right? <laughs> unless you name your character tramp yeah right just saying yeah. i haven't picked a name yet oh, you guys dear. picked a name oh yeah what's your name nope. beaumont reed my grandson's name. got one i don't have one albert grimshaw Ooh, it is a name <laughs> you got one yet? Which probably belongs to I don't somebody historically. Yet. I don't know. Very good. Yeah, I don't you... know if I can just say the doctor. <laughs> but no, I don't know yet. You could call yourself who? Nah. I'm, gonna... I'm just going to call you Doc. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen anyways. Yeah, just put that down on your sheet. Yeah, yeah just... Doc. Doc, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just put quotes. Has a name. Doc. We've all forgotten it at this point. It's really Jon Snow. Yeah. Uh, I will uh, give you guys a heads up, though. Um, we are when we do sit down to start the actual adventure. We are sitting down at the table like you all know each other, so keep that in mind. And you've been working together at this point as a team um, for a little while, so um, it's not our first rodeo. Exactly, yeah. So keep that in mind when you're when you're doing your character creation stuff, and um, try to find ways to connect all of your characters. Like Robbie, you should have the connections to each one. Tyler, you should have connection to everybody. I just kind of want to set it up that way. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to help with RP uh, as well when we sit down. It's it's good that you know, like characters can have inside jokes right off the bat. I think that that uh, that's always a a good way to take it and roll with it. And Sean Snickers beside me. I've already got inside jokes. <laughs> He's got his own inside jokes inside his head. Is it weird that I've named my dog but not myself? No, that's not weird at all. Uh, Knowing you, is your it's dog not named Duke? No, Connery. Uh, <laughs> Also awesome shows. Uh, All right. So there are a couple of things uh, for you to uh, make decisions about when you first start to build your character in Vason. Um, first is your archetype. We're going to look at the uh, occultist first for Roger. Uh, you've got your name. They do make some suggestions. You do need to choose a motivation. Each um, archetype has three uh, different like motivation. You're going to pick a trauma. You're going to pick a dark secret. So there's always three options there. You're more than welcome to absolutely come up with your own. So if none of these look like they fit what you're kind of thinking in your head, uh, just jot one down for now, and then we can talk through the week uh, before we come back to the table to uh, really kind of nail something down. What I thought was I read pretty much all of these, and they are all different. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel recycled. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you it's, know, it's not like with D&D, with their suggestions, it's a little bit the same thing. It's just a little more fleshed out, I think, mm. you know, uh, which is cool, especially for, if, if you could make a character in five minutes if you really just wanted to. Plow through know, it. Just plow through it, which yeah. is pretty cool. So, Raj, your motivation, well, what do you uh, think? My motivation is learning about Dawson. Okay. Uh, you want me to just go down the list, because I picked all three already. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we'll just go through, maybe for the sake of people who are are watching, we should just kind of not talk about each one, but just list the three of them. 
so under motivation, you get learning about Vason, uh, understanding myself, and power. So you're going with learning? Yep. Okay. Uh, for the trauma, I picked the first one. was hit by corrosive venom while trying to steal a lindworm egg. I don't know what the hell that is yet, but yes. it sounds interesting. We That is definitely, uh, we'll explore the lindworm and make sure that you know. And it, it gives me a interesting thing to do physically with my character. No. Because I get to decide where the corrosive venom hit. Was it my face that was scarred up? Was it my yeah, arms cool. or whatever? Right on the ankle. <laughs> just the tip of my nose is gone. Yeah, it's just oh, away. No. Just look right in. It's just so smooth. Oof. Oof. Okay. Uh, flat. <laughs> each character gets a dark secret. So uh, for this one, for the occultist, you get guilty of a heinous crime. My powers control me or I'm actually a changeling. I, I went with my own dark secrets of that one and I'm guilty of a heinous crime. Nice. That's great. Um, so, uh, does any, would any of the characters at the table or in your, uh, work group, we'll explain what all of that is about later, um, but would any of them have, would you have confessed your heinous crime to anybody, or is it just something that you're absolutely keeping to yourself? I've been around, but, like, not in high society. Yes, I think I might have confessed to somebody, but I don't know who yet, because I don't know who else is well, that's a at fair the table point. with me. That's a fair point, too. And then relationships. So choose a relationship for each of the other player characters. Make up your own for the yeah, occultist. Yeah, maybe got... we do one, 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 and then. Two, yeah, two, I two, think two. so. Yeah. yeah, I think once we have all of our characters, yeah. a then we can start to really draw. Yeah. yeah, so that that's the only part that I've got on mine so far is just getting down to the to the dark secret. Yeah. Nice. Okay, perfect. So, and then you get your main attributes, main skills, talents, resources, and equipment. Um, but we can go over that. Um, but for the occultist, uh, you do get pre precision as your main attribute. So on your uh, character sheet, your main attribute should be your highest score. And okay. your main skills should also have your highest score. Because these are going to build your dice pools, just like we do in Vampire. Right. Where you have a, a skill and an attribute, and you combine them to make yeah, your I dice I haven't pool. gotten far enough to even know how to do that. Yeah. So. No problem. All right. And Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to go with Officer of Middle Age. Yes, you are. I don't like that. Welcome to the table. No. Yeah. Absolutely Wait not. Wait till you're past the pivot point. Uh, <laughs> so Archetype Officer. And uh, we should mention, too, that each of the people who belong to the society, which is kind of the, the, the operation that you guys all are employed by or work for or whatever. The reason why you're selecting a trauma is because it's the trauma that gave you the sight to be able to see the basin. Uh, so just to, to clarify that for anybody that's watching. So that's, uh, that's why the trauma part of the character creation is important. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for coming right back with us here. It's Gerald Glassford, the Pop Culture Cosmos. Our next awesome tabletop RPG is one that you've been hearing about for quite some time. It's the world famous, which you can catch right now on YouTube, Vampires and Vitae. Welcome to Vampires and Vitae. Thank you so much for joining us at our table today. As we normally do, we're going to go through this table and say for the last time who you're playing at my table today. There's a weird little caveat. When I started this game, I told everyone 
that you shall be dying. There's going to be a, a TPK. People not in the know. Oh, that's, that's a, amazing for everybody who doesn't know that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Guess what, everyone? Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> yep. This is the sad tragedy of the end. This is the idea of people that should have been the heroes of the world, and just didn't get a chance. So, and I've, and personally, I hate it because I thought this would just be a little fun stint, but I've fallen in love with all of your characters. Well, it was only supposed to be six weeks. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been six months. Yes. <laughs> has it actually, a lot of my games Has it scale? actually been six months? No. Yeah. Has it? No. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> no, because we were, we we, were we still in season that. one. I've lived here for four months, and we were still in season two when I got here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. not, quite, so it's not quite it, that bad. Well, I mean, uh, so, sometime in September we switched over to this. <laughs> we've. I've actually even went into my mind and like, how do I save them all? You can't. It's just the tragedy of vampire. Yeah, so we're all dead anyway. So what the hell? We're not actually dying. Margie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about Elise. It's the last time you're going to get to say anything about her. No! <laughs> I, know. I know. Break out that tissue. I know. Yeah. I know. Woof. Yeah, this ends so, tonight, man. Uh, last man, game of the I, campaign. Uh, all right, well, we're going to have to start up another game because I want to play another Toreador. This is fun. Right? <laughs> all right, so Elise is a Toreador. Uh, music is her vice. And she is going to... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. It's really, Fair um, uh, I'm not ready to say li- goodbye. I'm, I'm not, not ready to say goodbye, goodbye to you. So when, when we approached Margie to play this character, there was only one character that needed to be made because it was part of the season one campaign. It was the crazed Toreador. That's all. That's all the information was. There's a lot of toys in the in, in the, the particular room. Yeah, in yeah the room. that's right. Yeah. And actually, it, it is like a, a continuation of the lore itself. But like, I didn't want to put somebody. Love you. But, like, <laughs> Love you. There, the, but there was only one character that had to be defined, because this the only room that we ever talked about. Right. And to her credit, Margie just jumped in, and was like, "Yeah." Let's let's do this. Want to give us a little bit of background about who you're playing at my table today? So I am playing Militissa. She was purposely kind of opposite to Esther yeah. in season two. So Militissa is very comfortable in her leadership role of this this group of mercenaries that uh, have been put together, and she is she's really no nonsense. And Esther is kind of all about the nonsense. She understands the rules of the game and she is uh, more than equipped to play most of the time. More than equipped. Yeah, which is the opposite of Esther. Esther, you know, wasn't even supposed to be at the big party, but stole an invitation and ended up there. So Mm. that was, I really wanted her to be the exact opposite of Esther in the season. Esther's very seat of her pants. Yeah, Esther, uh, she's kind of like Anna that way. And I think that playing Militissa now has helped me see more of the differences between Esther and Anna. Sure. In a like weird the leadership way. Role yeah. Compared to like support role. Yeah, I really yeah. have I have uh I have Militissa to thank for helping to me to further solidify and clarify Esther 
in yeah, event, so. remember the the main campaign. This was a little offshoot. <laughs> I know there's a couple fans of this little series of ours, but like this all bleeds into season two. Mm-hmm. So if you love this, come join, and you'll see why we've been so uh, painstakingly like uh, threading through the narrative for everyone. Latissa was a wonderful addition. I. I hate to see you go. I know. I know. I, a cigar-chewing, buzz-cut, unibrow warrior nun. It's brilliant. I love her so much. When you wake up, I will tell you already, the unibrow will come back. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> good. Kai, he's our new player. And I'd like to say for the first time on the internet that Kai will be joining us for season two. That is huge. It's made my brain kind of explode to figure out how that happened. But, Sean, tell me a little bit about Kai. So Kai is a gentle giant, I think, solely based on honor. I think he's surrounded himself with a great group of glorious monsters and yeah. has, uh, has, has built, obviously has previous relationships with them, but I mean, I think at this point, he's like, he's, this is his team. You know what, Kai? I will give this to you. This campaign forever will be called the Glorious Monsters. Nice. I'll go back and rename it. Let me make a note. I've already made three notes about things that need to be done. So, the Glorious Monsters. This is what you guys are. It's it's a it's a set in between all of you guys, uh, keeping everybody on balance keeping everybody to a certain stringent rule that you don't cross or you don't uncross. Yeah, the glorious monsters. This was the A-Team. The last day of the A-Team. All right. This is it. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, storytellers, I'll give you a note. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of it all falls apart. Because what these guys are going to do in front of me is going to be awesome. Just let them know ahead of time. That being said, Roger, please, for the last time, tell me who you're playing today. Tell my team. Uh, can I just add that the words of Robbie Ross ring in the words of Bob Ross? Happy accidents. <laughs> hey. Happy accidents. Hey. Uh, you know. <laughs> People used to make fun of me for Bob Ross, and I started watching Bob Ross, Ross, and I was like, yeah, go ahead and call me Bob Ross. Yeah, make fun of me, Like, yeah, go ahead, happy trees all day. Dude, his collection (laughs) is is worth so much money. Yeah, I I watched him most of my life. But, again, today, for the last time, I am playing Bodhi. Is Nosferatu? By choice, an investigator, originally a Viking, monster of a Viking. It's ruthless, vicious, one of the, the, the most vicious Vikings, which is how he survived in a battle against Frank and his army. So, Bogey, he's, he's got some issues. He's uh, a worshiper of Fenrir children of Loki. So 
sort of in that whole vein of thought. But I think we're going to see a different side of Bogey today. Dun, dun, dun. A little foreshadowing. <laughs> but um, yeah, Bo Bogey has a, a very colored past that even Kai doesn't know about some of the stuff. Yeah. Bogey and Kai have been together the longest. And uh, I'll make very few appearances. My name is my name is Rob. I'm your storyteller. This is what you get when you work really hard as a uh, DM. Truly. Uh, these players have brought so much to your color palette. And the only thing you can do at this point is trust them. Because, exactly, just chuck it. You know what I mean? Because that's what you want. That actually, that action in real life is exactly what you want. Just throw away the things and just a bunch of people telling a small story together. And it doesn't matter if people watch. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't, because this means a lot to us. And uh, I know, it's, <laughs> I know that it's really difficult to run games because your mom's gonna be speaking in the background and <laughs> you're probably playing in a basement. Whatever have you, but when you get a bunch of people together that that just want to believe in something that's fictitious, you can really make something cool. It's not my storytelling, it's everyone around the table, and I want to say thank you, because uh, look at the characters you've made. I appreciate the break from the real world. Yeah. True story, I right? Mean, that's, that's why I, I do mean, RPGs. All, all, all I did was make the backgrounds, and no one cares about the... Uh, the dripping from a stalagmite. No one cares about it. They don't. They just care about you. They really do. It's about Kai. It's about Melitissa. It's about Bogey. And it's about Annalise, even though I couldn't pronounce her name in the first for a couple games. <laughs> I don't think you got it right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's definitely Annalise. Annalise. <laughs> We've come full circle. We sure have, yeah. <laughs> that right. was perfect. Let's get into the game. It's the circle of life. As you guys are walking up the gangplank, uh, you can see this thing is like uh, like rattled, put together. It's a it's a bunch of like, you know when you go behind 7-Eleven and you pick up those like uh, pallets, mm -hmm. like nailed together all the way across. You see big beams and like four by fours going up. And the boat's going off as you guys all walk off. There's only so much time before you can go in. Everyone suggests you, you guys are waving at Frank, waving at Vole. You don't see uh, Eddie. You know that you left him in the tunnel. But a familiar face does follow across you, Bogey. Old face, long time ago. You think about the moment you saw caught Frank's eye as he was charging down. You weren't leading. There's another person leading. The charge around, Salvador, sellsword, quick and clean. Deaths he made were quick. Always talked about his god of an ending glory. Another vampire, few in the army, four in total. But the rest of the army were men fighting against a charge. That little 
too high of a crease of a crooked smile. The gangplank is literally like falling. Yeah, we're, we're walking yeah, we're like up the gangplank. Up. Keep going, keep going, if you want to go. One more step, one more step. Okay, good. <laughs> ah, I've lost from the past. See you, Wolf of the Evening. It's been a really long time. It's been more than it's been an age. Almost a millennia. I have heard of your exploits. Uh, I believe this would be the 18th. Yes? Mm, look at all. I guess somebody calls us that. <sighs> I know. Uh, the 80s movies were pretty good, but... Uh, Nothing compares to the real thing, right? As you, like, bring up a cigar to your mouth. Mm-hmm. Beauty. I must say. Thank you. I mean, like, he looks at Kai, like, looks like, like, he's short. He's a short man. He looks up and keep, continues to look up and continues to look up. <laughs> and you have this still one green and one red, like, eye patch. Nice. Yeah. And he, he specifically looks at the uh, raven that's on your co- shoulder. <laughs> what a wonderful expression of uh, pain and death. But I look at you, Elise. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> so is he like the same height as I already Elise, got a plane. Or? I already got a oh, plane. No, no, Let's no, no. see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the accent makes up for it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, I mean, like, he definitely has the Energizer Bunny, like, presence, like Energizer Bunny King kind of thing going on. Coming up, it's the game that started it all for us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Check out some tabletop RPG action as the guys and gals of the Demolition Force are stuck. Can they get out? This is the Pop Culture Cosmos. Action Figure Adventure is back with Season 2, and we're going further than ever before, checking out more toy stores than ever before, and seeing more incredible, iconic, and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about Holy Grail figures, perfect action figures, and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure Season 2. So is this just a murder room? Everyone I was just going to say, uh, do we have to this kill each other? This is just a torture room. This is this is, PvP? This is the... <laughs> Maybe. This is red the team versus the blue stick, team, you know? I call this, red. Is, this is how you, this is how you okay, mess with someone's mind. You give them that inkling of hope that there is a way out. And we can keep testing and testing. And it's not until we give up red on team. testing things. I it's mean, not like I know anything about torture. How, how about I mean, we just look, give up? There's, there's only yeah, so many that. things. There's only so many things we can interact with. Mm-hmm. We yeah. tried flying out, nothing works. There's only so many things we can interact with, and we've done it enough times that nothing seems to happen. That at this point, I seriously don't understand how we can get out of this. What we're supposed to do with it? Yeah. We tried to kill our. Oops. We've tried personal death. We've tried up. We've tried down. We've tried side to side. Uh, oh, magic we tried works. Death yet. I'm I still, I'm still pondering snake. death. Oh no! I, I use death out. ward. I could not die no matter what. Now, also, I continue to those... use my spells to keep me alive. Uh, if I had... ever hit the ground. 
But we had those voices that rings a, bell in, rings a bell in Shamat Khan's mind. Oh, yeah. I get it. We just have to kill Shamat Khan. Okay. Well, sounds good to me. Uh -huh. Oh my god, no. No, guys. Balls come don't out. Actually, let's listen. To me. Slit his throat. Just Before don't mess up my do hair. That, I just am don't tempted mess to use like an hair. eighth level inflict wounds on Velma. See what happens. No. That's, as long as I get to do Dratronic spirit uh, on a chicken bone first. You could do it to Maddie. I've got 200 hit points. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I need to do it on no. someone who will die from the hit. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit if I can do Dratronic spirit. Otherwise, on I have to punch you to death slowly. Uh, right. The only other thing I can the only See, other thing I can think of is number one. Just kill someone. Uh, here's the thing. Number Me one, dispel magic on the bars to see if yeah. that even works. Number two, no. cast holy weapon on Maddie's fists. All right, I'm gonna just hold on. Walk okay. over to the doctor. Me, me and you can literally cast. At least I can cast at will. But I still want to kill people. Yourself. We both can cast Ooh, alter self and turn our hands into claws. Cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Who's in the cage of masculine? Everybody. All of us. Everyone. Oh, we're all there. So, yeah, I got teleported back into the who's cage. inside this red area? No that's one. That's the table. No, and that's just it's the table. table. Guys, the guess, table? he can literally kill anyone with no repercussions. I got revivified. Uh, we don't have a diamond. You, got, you don't have the uh, diamonds. I lost, I lost all my diamonds, too. Yeah, that's the problem with the murder okay. idea. Maybe this is a Tolkien limerick. Is this oh, a cage in the sky? Is this a riddle? Uh, it, it's some kind of riddle, but I don't... Well, no, that. some kind of trap, but is the trap a riddle? Uh, I already know the solution, and the solution is that there is no solution. Uh, there you go. That's kind of the yeah. point. Well, I mean, we... we like well, I said, that we doesn't make for very good broadcasting. So let's just say that answer isn't true. This is the yeah. end of the game. The entire party is just stuck in this cage. This is it. And the, the DM's about to hit us with the 10 years later. This is the episode 100 through 200. Yeah. Yeah, we're stuck in this cage. All of us stuck in this cage. I didn't know how much longer the time gap between that last battle and us being here. I don't know, man, but I'm, I'm telling you. It was, he said it was at least a month or two. No, yeah, I think it was. Well, I think he said it's longer because we got the other yeah. mask. Then that's why I said at least. Yeah. That whole I really don't know. I think I would have like tapped Will on the shoulder and been like, "Hey, man, I don't know a whole lot about meteorology, but is the sky supposed to be on fire?" Wait, is the sky on fire? I thought everything was just black except for the glowing oh, no, bars. No, no, it was before we went in. Oh, uh, I think we were in. Oh yeah, we were in. in we were in the nine layers. We were in one of the nine layers. We were in the ninth. Okay. Yeah. That's where Asmodeus lives. I yeah. am not studied in the plane. So. Me neither? <laughs> I'm a tourist. I, I lived doubt in that I am. But as a cleric, I'd like to think I know what hell is. The only thing I studied at the Candle Keep was different forms. You know, I also have planes that someone could get me a tuning fork. Oh, just need that. But we would need a turning fork that is tuned to yeah to the material. We'd also only be able to bring uh, nine people. Exactly. Okay. So realistically, what we know at this point, there is a voice. Two people kind of arguing about playing with toys. The situation we're in, playing with toys, and Shamat Khan. Has Obviously, Shamat Khan has to talk to them. 
fall out, Shamat Khan. So we're in a toy box. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my God, we're in like Asmodeus's son's toy box. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I think it falls on Shamat Khan. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It falls on him. He's the one with the solution. He's just not telling us. (sighs) Yeah, we gotta kill Shamat. There there was some sort of a connection there. So, quick question about this dimension, right? And we reproduce there because we have males, we have females. Oh my god. No! What if we just start We just Um, start over with society, the cage society. We have food. um, Just to save time, the banishment thing doesn't work, correct? Correct. Okay, good. Don needs to know. It's all fake. For character development, how long between the last battle and us being in here? Was it months? No, no, no. But I have golems. Oh, it was like six or eight months. Okay, then. We'll lost this important item then. Well, that at least means I've been adventuring on and off with you guys for six to eight months. Yep. Which explains how you why I'm here. Yep. Yeah. Okay, here's a plan. Let's all just give up and just live. Yeah. Hey, you know what? My my next campaign, I'm going to play a therapist character because I'm going to make so much money off yeah. of people needing help after this. Or at least this group's trauma. Just become the Demolition <laughs> Forces therapist. <laughs> we worth all about 200,000 gold. My goodness. Yeah, the, um, the meals come at regular cycles. Yep, no, at this point it falls on Shama Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just waiting for him to fix this. I got something else. We're so gonna here. we just accept our fate and start rebuilding humanity inside the cage. Right? I'm still concerned about my hair. We just eat our meals <laughs> and, and and someone finger combs Shamat Khan's hair so he's always so contented. Just Will, press the digitation, somebody. Will, Will uses Druidcraft to make a flower crown. Yeah, I, I once have has to seen at least that. Are we, Khan? Can you give me a uh, history check? Oh, here it comes. Oh, if Shamat Khan's about to try and talk to them, by the way, I will cast guidance. That is <laughs> Yo, awesome. I'm gonna, also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit there and lean on Shamat Khan's shoulder and kind of give him a little background on some certain different subjects that I, being a professor, know about. Kind of try to give him advantage on that role. All right, there we go. That work? And Bardic yeah, Inspiration. If you want. Okay, let's do it. Let's yeah. get like, Finally, a roll. <laughs> let's there goes nothing. There. 14. Okay, Wait, so now bring... what does he need to roll for? You guys are yeah. talking over here. <laughs> guidance is a d4. He got Guidance and Advantage, so he gets to roll the Advantage first. And so d6. Roll, roll their History check again. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do it now. History check again. Mm-hmm. Because you had advantage on it. Okay. Nice. So D4. Nice. Now, now, now roll a D4. Now Isn't roll a D4. Is one fire him? I thought I heard that. What is the die? D6. D6. Oh, D4 or D6? Both. One D4 and one D6. All right. Let's do it. You roll four. both. No, nice. you know, one D6. And the six. Oh, oh my man. You are a 29. That's one away from godly levels of history so, knowledge. Samat Khan 
after sitting for a while and and thinking about those voices because it it's really bugging you that that the voices sounded familiar that of my hair not being done for 24 hours yeah it comes to you all of a sudden it's, it's like one of those things where you're you're trying to remember something and then you stop thinking about it and all of a sudden it just pops into your head the first voice was Auden ah. and the second voice was Phelan absolutely I remember now that used to be with your group so as you guys are sitting around trying different things and it's not working several more meal sessions go by it, it, it starts to become mundane and then another voice pops in hey guys can you hear me <laughs> unfortunately it's the voice of duke i knew it i knew it oh, <laughs> duke, get us out of here why are you guys here apparently hey, darling i wasn't told why you guys were here apparently pissed Darn. off the god oh you shouldn't do that you should never do that yeah yeah this guy he's he's got a temper yeah I, i've been watching with the rest of the guys here and, and you guys are getting boring we're all right. tired Boring. We've tried twenty-five things. Yeah, but it, it's been three weeks. I mean, we kind of can't do without our magic gear here. It's yeah. been how long? Three weeks. You've been in there for three weeks. Where are you watching us from? Yeah. Oh, we 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 have a we have a castle. It's the castle. Can't tell you that. Can you tell us where we are? Is it uh, far? Well, you're you're in a you're in a special place that uh, Asmodeus made uh, hey, uh, just for you, uh, uh, Mr. Duke. Um, I, I've been uh, informed uh, by a lot of the paintings at uh, at, uh, at the bar that I ran uh, that you and Imbibe were great friends. Yes. Oh, um, a really good guy. If 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 you are looking at us at this moment, um, is he also watching? No, he's dead. Yeah. So you so you're alive and watching us, but you're not a god. No. It's still it's it's still a way to get out of here. <laughs> can can you help us out? Yeah, we're we're gonna. We're gonna change the situation because, like, you're you're getting boring. But uh, we we have we have a task we were given by the boss, the big guy. I like to call him. Um, so we're I can't be General Gaday anymore because we just saw him eaten. Oh no, he's he's long gone. That really wasn't his name. I found out after I was working for him that. He was really a dragon. And, we, we, uh, we saw that. Yeah. So he's I not a dragon anymore. He was a pile of nasty stuff last time <laughs> I saw him. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we have a task and they're not going to like it. I'm not mm. real happy with it, but I got to do what the big guy says. Or else I'll wind up like Timber Boom. And hey, I don't want that. Uh, what's yeah. the big guy's What? What's the big guy's name? Asmodeus. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. 
Yeah, you saw him really, really big, kind of hard to oh. look at. He's really, yeah. really hard to look at. Ugh. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Mm -hmm. But um, so we are supposed to make your lives hell. Oh, fine. Until he tells us to stop. Hey, can we not do that? Hey, um, uh, dude, I, I was always in the impression that you're a good boy. <laughs> I am, but I'm a good boy uh, for Asmodeus now. Roger. But but <laughs> I was a friend. I was a, I was the uh, the keeper of your bar, uh, a uh, uh, the practitioner of uh, the place that you would hold sacred uh, for a lost friend. And I don't think that if you looked up to your friend, if you prayed because you are a paladin and you talk to gods, if you reached out to imbibe, wouldn't imagine he'd want his barmaid and his practitioner of his bar to be stuck in hell. Oh, you're not in hell. Well, uh, you said it's supposed to be horrible. That doesn't sound like him, at least the stories I've heard. Well, no, imbibe yeah. doesn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, it's Ambrosius. This is... This yeah, is just I'm trying rest. to... I'm just trying to turn his gears. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari... The great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Thanks so much again for joining us at the Pop Culture Cosmos for our final segment. It's time to relax, sit back, and catch a segment of the ever-popular Wizards of Wine. So listen in as DM Melinda drives her cast crazy right there at Wizards of Wine. Hi, <laughs> welcome to uh, Wizards of Wine. Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So glad this is you. Thanks, wife. Uh, right after macaroni. Uh, In the back of your head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Every angle. <laughs> I will pay for that. Uh, so to add to all of the chaos, uh, one of us is getting our feet massaged under the table. Well, we will not mention who, but it is happening. Oh. <laughs> see, see if you can figure it out by the end of the show. Stop drooling, man. Oh my god. It turned off. <laughs> <laughs> Just rub your feet up and down that middle part. Is that how you turn it and, on? And eventually, yeah, you'll do it. Works for, works, works for me too. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. it's got more than one beach. Right down the center. It'll be. Yeah. We okay. are kid friendly, folks. Yeah. So, hi. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we are Wizards and Wine, the Las Vegas table. Last time on WW Vegas Edition, the Freaky Five are down a, di a divot, so identify as the Freaky fewer than five and <laughs> find themselves in Beth Lorna's cottage. <laughs> Trixie eats another plate. Mary jumps in the water, per usual. The crew loots the first floor of the cabin on the count of Wudapa, finding little value. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Are we, 
remind me what Wudapa was? We were going to like cut a string or something at the same time. Oh. And, and, instead of, and instead of doing one, two, one, two, yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's important. <laughs> one, two, three is now Wudapa. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know. Got it. Wow. Uh, we were off the rails a little bit. Yeah. yeah always. Uh, we found little of value as far as we know. Mary does walk through a mirror and ends up back in the Hall of Illusions. And All then, the way back to the carnival, yeah. Yep, and then she came back, and that was that. Uh, after, <laughs> <laughs> after miraculously remembering various things about Bavlorna, the fewer than five crew head heads upstairs. <laughs> we encounter some closed doors while Mary communes with Moose's spirit, sensing him above. It makes him sound dead, but he's not. <laughs> sensing he's him dead. above. <laughs> Sensing him above, the crew heads to the third floor. Bevy finds some scrolls of insight or something like that. I don't remember now. I listened to it, but I don't remember. Bevy finds some scrolls while Mary calls for Moose. Mary retrieves her furry friend who tells her all about his adventures in Mouse Speak. Bevy feels well-spoken for the first time in quite a while, and Moose indicates the party needs to go through the door. We follow Moose into the room, and Bevy feels a strong attraction to a bronze frog statue with a hole in the top, not for the first time. <laughs> Sounds great. What? <laughs> say it like that. Right? Incredible. He plays with the statue while, quote, trying to figure out what the hole is for. Bevy reach in, reaches in and retrieves a pipe. His attention transfers to the pipe. Les reaches in and finds a vial. Trix reaches in and finds a stick that he wants to give to a divot. Um, what did they eat it first? Yeah. Bevy stopped eating. <laughs> Bevy. Of course. I mean, the gift is no It's a stick. It's just, it's just... Sean, are you suffocating in all of the yeah. incense? Yeah, I really am. Robbie, can you just... I'm trying. <laughs> Thank you. Bevy decides to light the pipe and pumps out an average-sized small dragon and receives his talent. Nice. Bevy attempts and succeeds to dismiss his unseen servant right as the servant writes don't. Mary catches a small shadow running across the ground and proceeds to get wrecked. You did indeed. (laughs) The crew heads downstairs using tricks as a shield. The fewers enter the room. (laughs) I was battering you. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And I was enlarged. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a large battery. Are you still large? Because that wouldn't have been useful at all. No. In a boss fight? Nah. Yeah. The viewers enter the room and find Bavlorna and a man from the hot air storm balloon. We spot our fabulous Freaky Fifth and cut to black. And now, oh, my brothers, let us step back into the road and use our feet. All right, Olaf. Yay. You must get down. The eviction of the Get down! Get down! Get down! We have very serious D&D things to do, my love. The lab is no place for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Divot, we're going to start a little bit with you. Because we need to explain what the heck you got up to. So basically, uh, you guys uh, arrived on the doorstep of Bavlorna's cottage. And then, uh, well, you went ahead of everybody and you scouted ahead. And you were actually uh, the first to come across Moose. Uh, you saw him. He saw you. Your eyes locked from across the room. It was a whole moment. It was a thing. I, think I, I like to think a little, like little. Yeah, like, yeah. He was. He was very happy. To, he was very, very happy to see you. Nice. And Got a little uh, Dawson's Creek moment. 
Yeah. For sure. Yeah, grow. Roll. Yeah. So um, then, uh, you know, it, it was a, a, a wonderful moment uh, shared between two companions. Uh, and then he went off in uh, to do his thing. Um, kind of understood that he is uh, kind of having the time of his life in here. This is like Disneyland for Little Moose. And um, yeah, you uh, continue to very stealthily kind of go... Uh, you didn't really open every door in the cottage. Um, there just wasn't enough time for you to do that because there's a ton of doors in here. But what you were able to do was figure out the location of that work. And uh, you found her in this room. So the second floor in the middle towards the back of the cottage. And uh, she's just in there uh, with charm from the uh, trinket shop that was attached to the storm cloud. That everybody uh, packed their books and, and came away. Anyway, charm is here. In the room with Pavlora. Oh, you have a book which goes with the language. Good. Yeah, it's up in the ramp. Just tell me the history for a second. Oh, the fly lands in your eyeball. No oh, God. No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. Right over. Yeah. Uh, Alright, I was gonna try to show you a big picture of uh the bathroom because it's pretty badass looking too, but then people might be sitting so there she is. Yeah. It's like Gollum's sister. Yeah, she looks she looks weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Man, do you remember the giant uh, lily pad that you were floating around on? Yes. So she must be pretty light. Well, I mean, it's a huge lily but, but yeah, I mean, she's amphibious, so uh, she definitely has uh, some uh, little <clears throat> things about her that are so let me unpause the game. Not that it matters at all, but uh, so Divot, here you are. Uh, we put you up in the rafters, mm -hmm. doing your stealthy, stealthy assassin that stuff. That thing I do. Yeah, <laughs> thought it'd be super appropriate. So you just heard uh, Charm and Bavlorna just talking like like ladies who brunch. Like it doesn't make any sense. They're talking gossip. They're um, you know just talking shenanigans. They're not like planning anything diabolical, nothing like that. It's a very strange um, kind of reality for you versus the perception that you've had of that one this whole time. And as you were kind of getting bored of this incredibly dull conversation over tea, the four other members of your party just kind of come tripping into the room. Awesome. <laughs> and Trix was the only one that had this, the insight to look up and spotted you. And that is exactly Oh my god, it's so, like, invisible on the map. Now you see me. <laughs> may not be a smart man, but I'm smart enough to know something. <laughs> <laughs> I just look down like, <laughs> give me the look. <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard your diet, <laughs> <laughs> Looking at phantoms in the rafters. <laughs> no. Don't look up. 
But he's up there. I don't see Oh, you wouldn't divot. Also, divot, for some, hang on. For some reason, your attention is drawn to tricks. I forgot Uh, you had to use that. Yeah. (laughs) Your attention is drawn to to tricks. Tricks has something. You don't know what it is, but he's got something, and you've got to get it. What'd you do? Right? What'd you do? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's definitely that's uh, a thing uh, for you. I'm allergic to shellfish, guys. Just want to put that out there. So like you're you're trying to focus back. Come to give you your comeuppances. My comeuppances. Like, yes. Why would you feel like I need to have my comeuppances? Won't you sit? Have some tea. This is not going as I planned. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sit. Have some tea. Trix will have a seat. Grab a cup of tea. <laughs> Divot is looking at Trix. <laughs> <laughs> I am puffing angrily in the sidelines. Trix is trying not to look up at Divot. <laughs> Divot is still looking at Trix. <laughs> like, one eye just keeps going. Right. And both my eyes are right there. <laughs> it's like I'm having a stroke or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have, like, an herbalism kit and, like, good survival instincts. So I'm curious if I would be able to tell if there's anything wrong with the tea by, like, looking at it or smelling it or noticing the color. Something. It tastes fine to me. The person in your party best suited for that would probably be Divot with your experience with poisons in your assassin background, right? Yes. But, but with your herbalism stuff, uh, you could probably, you may have something in your pouch that has uh, like a, I don't want to say a, a neutralizing effect because I think that's pretty powerful, but you definitely have something in there like... Uh, you know how they make the nail polish now? You can go to the club and you put your finger in your drink, and if it comes yeah. out and changes color, yeah. you've been drugged. Anyway, so use something along those lines where you okay. can take like a little dried flower yeah. of some sort from your pouch and throw it in, and if the flower stays that color, then right. we'll say yeah. that you get to Okay, so I'll sneak <laughs> or whatever. I'll just like pop something in there to see if I feel like it's safe. Trust you, lady. Divot is staring at Trick still. I don't even know why right now. So I, I do have to say, I wonder what brings you here Stole stuff. Stole stuff. We forgot. We forgot. Sorry. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you ever have any questions on any of our tabletop RPG action, or you want to join and be a part of it, please let us know at popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. We'll catch you on a weekend with PCC Multiverse, where we're talking Super Mario Brothers, possibly hitting a billion dollars, Barry Season 4 on HBO and HBO Max, and more coming up this weekend on the PCC Multiverse. So for everyone involved with a great tabletop RPG action, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day of paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. 
and here's hoping you have yourself a great